Ladies and gentlemen, 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 gentlemen you are now, 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 now listening to two, 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 the P13 Podcast. Yeah. Welcome back to the P13 podcast. That voice that you just heard is the one and only Mr. Thomas Conway. Bonjour. And myself, I am Michael Calla. We are P13 podcast. The pandemic has changed a lot of things. And some of the current trends that we're seeing is a lot of people are working from home, which kind of brings up thoughts around training environment, something that is very valuable and can be overlooked at times. So Thomas, what have you seen a lot with the ongoing, maybe working from homes and things like that and yeah, training so, environments? Yeah. So that that's kind of what spurred the thought of this episode is, you know, as we've opened things back up at Project 13, there's been people that are ready to get back in and um, ready to train with us in person. And then there's also people that are, um, hesitant, which is okay. That's totally fine. Everybody has their reasons for wanting to do what they're doing. Um, but as people have started to come in and even before that, when we were just working with people virtually, I did notice some things based on some comments that people made. So in the midst of the, the pandemic and really when things were really, really locked down and we were only, and everybody was only doing virtual, like like no one was doing anything in person. Couldn't do anything really. in person, can't go outdoors, yeah. can't even say hi to our neighbor. Right. So when it was full <laughs> shelter in place, you know, that lasted for a couple months, I think, at least, and especially here in San Francisco. And, you know, when I was coaching the virtual classes, a lot of people expressed to me that they're having a hard time doing their training from home. They're not feeling as healthy as they were when they were in the gym. You know, maybe they've gained weight. And their mood is just not what it was. And so that really kind of got me thinking like, you know, I, I've always believed in in the power of the proper training environment, mm -hmm. but that kind of got me thinking about it even more so. Does that have to be just the physical element or what about the... It definitely doesn't. Um, there's the physical element, there's the the mental, emotional element, and they, kinda, they do kind of tie in together. Um, what is it about the physical? Let's start with the physical. Yeah, what so what the, is it about the, the physical that you think is a good association or brings up good thoughts around? Yeah, the this? physical there's, you know, there's, I'm sure there's like neuroscience around this. And I've heard this about hospitals using that as an example that hospitals are now starting to be designed in such a way to increase mood, you know, with natural lighting and things like that. So that's a slightly different example than like training environment. As far as training environment, I don't know the exact specifics. The best way I could put it is like when you go to train, you want to be in an environment that looks and resembles a gym, you know? So that's everything around the equipment. Yeah. Like you walk into a gym, there's going to be barbells, kettlebells, dumbbells. Like that can potentially be a trigger for like, I'm about to do a workout. The flooring. So like at Project 13, we have like this rubber flooring that's a little... Um, how would you describe it? I would say grippy. Grippy. Yeah, grippy also, and kind of like rugged. Yeah. Like it's not like carpet, right? No. So, Which, thank God, we don't have right. carpet. That'd be a nightmare. It would smell. So would, I've yeah. worked at a gym that had carpet. Really? Granted, we had a good, it was a good setup, except the carpet does smell. That's a whole other topic. Okay. We're not going to get deep into that. We're not going to know. Gonna we will never purchase carpet that. for the gym. Don't ever purchase carpet. But also carpet is like soft and like whatever. And so like you have that in your apartment 
Um, but like when you go to train, you know, you want something a little more, a little more dense, a little more firm. You think about like you walk into the gym, it maybe has a certain smell. So you don't want it to smell bad, but it's probably going to smell like a gym. It's not going to smell like your home where you're constantly doing sensey sense. You know mm, what sensey sense are? I don't actually. It's like the little things that you put in the, in the tray and there's a light bulb and it melts it and it smells really good. I have never done that. I've never heard of that. Okay. My wife, Ashley is obsessed with them. <laughs> I'm sure it She's looks amazing. She's obsessed with smells. <laughs> but to be fair, I enjoy, you know, like there's some that are like gingerbread cookie and you put it in the thing. Anyways, when you're at home, that's like, you know, a calming thing to have like smells. Some people burn incense or whatever. And it's like ways to calm you. In a gym, like you're not going to have those things. You're going to come in. It's going to smell like a gym. Um, you also the, have something look, to look forward to, right? As well, like I'm going to go out of my house to go. Yeah, do this. that's the other part too. It's a different space than where you would be spending time for leisure. So at home, you associate that with leisure, and I think that's one of the biggest problems that we saw with the virtual workouts is people are doing, like I saw people doing virtual workouts from a closet. I saw people doing, ver and especially too, so again, we're located in San Francisco, so a lot of our members have tiny, tiny apartments, not like big houses like you would have other places of the country. Mm -hmm. So they're doing it in closets. They're doing it in their bedroom, like right next to their bed. Some of people are going outdoors. Some people have outdoor space, which is better, but then there's people doing it like in their kitchen, yep. in their living room, and you, know, you think about it, all those places are associated with things that are not going to be associated with like getting amped up for training or getting into the right state of mind for training. So you're kind of locked into what you were previously doing in there for like, say for example, if you're working on, on a tech or you're programming at home yeah, and, you, and you're in your home office, yeah, like you're, you're, you're in that mode or if it's your bedroom, like you just woke up, rolled out of your bed, you're in your bed, like your bedroom should be a place where you can relax, not a place where you know, it's just not designed from a neuroscience perspective to get you into the right state of mind for training. So the reality is we build associations with our environment. So that's the other thing too, just coming into a gym, the more you come to it, the more you train in it, you know, um, it's like Pavlov's dog theory, right? Except we're not drooling yeah, um, because <laughs> of a bell, but you come into the gym and you're like, that will trigger certain, certain feelings because you're coming in there, you train in there all the time. And that's all you do there, right? So it automatically will help shift you into the right state of mind. And then talking about the mind, let's talk about that mental element that you were mentioning earlier. What are some of the things that you've seen when people are training in person versus them training virtually? Yeah, so the mental environment is, like we said at the beginning, it's very tied, very much so tied to the physical. But how we, how I would define it, the mental environment is the internal environment that you bring to the training session. When I say internal, I mean internal within you. So it's that state of mind, which again can be some elements that I would look for in a training session that you would want to bring mentally or emotionally is focus, right? So having uh, a narrowed focus on what you're about to do, which is train, which is focus on getting stronger. If it's a conditioning session, you know, that's going to require a different mentality as you come into it. Hitting those 2K metrics. Hitting those 2K metrics. Um, then the other one is intentional. So coming to a training session, um, knowing 
that you're going to apply the proper intent to what you're doing. So that means that kind of goes hand in hand with focus, but being intentional about what you're doing. So not just being all, you know, all over the place. And like we, we encourage socialization, but also understanding that you're there to really improve yourself. Right. And so spending that time and mental energy on being intentional with the movements that you're doing, meaning also too like moving properly, right. Yep. Being intentional with how you're squatting, not Having, just doing it and, you know, <laughs> not really paying attention to how you're moving. Just going through the motions and, and right. having all so that. So that's, that's actually the best way to put it right there. Call it, hit it right on the head. Not just going through the motions, yeah. actually going with intention of performing the movements well. And getting to your goals. And getting and to your goals. Something yeah. that we'll talk about a little bit more later. Well, at our gym, at Project 13, we have more a group-based I'd say you could say semi-private training. Mm -hmm. um, more often than not, you're training with other people. More, Yeah, exactly. More often than not, you're training with other people. And there's that big effect with that is having like-minded people with you, having mm -hmm. a similar goal. Mm -hmm. And there's something about that when I first came in that I was like, oh, this is great. I want to go in and try and hit my 80 or 90% of my one rep max for my deadlift or something right, like that. Right, because that person next to you is doing the same thing. Yeah. Right? And mind and you, pushing. I'm... Exactly. Yeah. And mind yeah. you, I worked at a gym myself, and sometimes when you're working at a gym yourself, sometimes it, it's if you don't have some time that change of environment, it can be a little bit hard to get yourself going if Definitely. you don't have the right people around you. Yeah. So the that's that's another component of the mental environment is that inclusive setting, and you know making sure that those others around you are supportive of what you're trying to accomplish, instead of detracting you from what you're what you're trying to accomplish. And again. That can be done while still being social yeah. and having fun and all that stuff, but you know it's important that all of you are kind of on the same page of what you're trying to what you're trying to accomplish, and that includes the coaches as well. Absolutely, absolutely, and it, it, the coaches really have to set the tone in that aspect. So, talking about your experiences with a training environment, what are some of the experiences you've had by like training with yourself versus in the group atmosphere. I know we just touched on it a little bit, but yeah, well then that's a big distinction too is, and this is what people also experience with the virtual workouts is just them working out by themselves in a room. And of course in the virtual environment on a zoom call, there's other people, which helps a little bit, but it's just not the same as physically being next to another person that's doing the same thing. And in my experience, I've been in environments where I'm training in a group but I've also done a lot of training on myself just because that's kind of the nature of, of, you know, being a gym owner and like, yes, like you're a coach there, but because it's just you and I, right. We're at, we're there at different times and all this stuff. And we both need to get our training in. And I think we, because of the experience that we have can do pretty well training by ourselves. Mm -hmm. But I would say that I know that there are times where I would benefit from training with another person or a small group of people, you know, cause some days I can go in and if, if get if, yourself revved up for get myself, your, revved your, up. Your, right. Your percentages. Right. For that but, day. but there are other days where it's much harder. Yeah. So having those people around can really, uh, you know, and I've had people say this to me before that, you know, there are days where they come into a project 13 class and they're like not really into it, but once they get in and they get in with the group and we work through hip flow and they get their little chatting session out 
then they're they're in a better mood and they're ready to do some training and have some fun with There's other like people. It's like a spark that hits. It's and a your spark. Adrenals yeah. somehow just like they just kick on. Kick on. Um and I think that's the beauty of, of the gym is like just building those relationships and just having that association going back to that part with the physical and I guess the mental side too is like mm-hmm. you get to build relationships in there that you may not have built uh, elsewhere. Well, maybe our, our gym, yes. Yeah, I, I would definitely say so. I don't know that, about other gyms, but I can't yeah. speak for them. I mean, and I think a lot of gyms are similar in that kind of like a little tribe is developed. Mm-hmm. Um, but those relationships it's it's very interesting because those relationships act act as incentives for people to show up mm-hmm. because once you build that relationship and you become friends with those people then there's an expectation that you're going to show up to that 5 p.m. class every day yeah. right so and then also too those other people are holding you holding you accountable yeah um and then it's it's just going to be more fun to train in that in that environment cuz you have you have another reason to to go into the gym other than just like getting a workout in, which, you know, I've been there with my own individual training sessions where, again, I have a hard time getting motivated to show up for that day. But the big the other big thing, too, about those group training sessions is, you know, and the and the building relationships piece is I firmly believe in my experience after watching relationships built at Project 13 that those are some of the most honest and genuine relationships I've seen built. It's different than a work environment in which you have these other goals and agendas, right, at work that can kind of sometimes be competitive with some of your colleagues. At the gym, it's like, you know, it's so fascinating to me because the gym can at times put you in an extremely vulnerable space, Yes. Mentally, emotionally. And so what I see is that people, because you're doing that on a rower and there's someone doing it on a rower right next to you, it really allows people to make true, genuine connection because that's just that person's raw self, right? It's, it's, it's all the shit that you carry with you on throughout your day. It's all that is stripped away. And all it is, is you as your genuine self and you as a human, your walls are down, your walls are down, your guard is down. You're, you're struggling, you know, to, to perform that interval or whatever. And that person is right next to you doing the same thing. So that I think really plays a role in people being able to genuinely connect. And we've seen some really strong relationships built throughout our community. Absolutely. Some that still last for long times out of here. Yeah. that was a very intricate thing. Sounds like you had your own personal experience on that rower with that. Yeah. So I, you know, one of the, one of the things that I pursued at one point was becoming a Jim Jones certified instructor. And so I went through the certifications and, you know, those are, those were really transformative experiences. And, um, you know, the way it works is like you show up, uh, and it's like a weekend seminar or potentially a week, and you're with a bunch of other people that are also trying to pursue the certification. And Jim Jones has a set of standards that they want you to hit, you know, 2K row of under six minutes and 50 seconds and all this stuff. And, you know, going to that seminar, it was fascinating because that is an example of like a training environment that is set up to help you perform at your best and get your max potential out. So, I witnessed at that seminar people hitting deadlift PRs 
I myself, that's when I rode my fastest 2K ever. And it was because I was surrounded by all these people that were supportive and and wanting me to do my best. I think that's a big thing is people around you wanting you to succeed because oftentimes with it, in a lot of businesses and work and things like that, it's very cutthroat. And it's it, very cutthroat and people kind of just looking out for themselves. Exactly. It takes you away from what you're actually trying to achieve. And if you're trying to work in that setting where you're trying to uplift people, it, it this is a one way, this is one way where that environment can, can produce that for you. Exactly. And, yeah. So, so that was my experience there. And, you know, so we try to really replicate that at project 13. And I think, you know, the community always does a great job of taking that on because the more that you do that, the more that everyone feels good, you know, we all want to be supported in what we're trying to pursue. And so, you know, that's just been fascinating to witness and, mm -hmm. and having these like-minded individuals come together around a common goal. Absolutely. And, and just to be clear also, we're not, we're not dumping on on the virtual stuff yeah and that's what i would say kind of to wrap wrap up this episode is you know um i just think it's important for people to understand how your environment does influence your output and you know again i've heard people as they've come into the gym say i work so much harder in here yeah and and then there is like call said earlier the element of just getting out of getting into a different space. Yes. So, you know, I know that a lot of people are saying sh things are shifting towards this all virtual world. And I would say, in my opinion, this whole experience has validated that what we do at project 13 is very important and, and people will, will want to come back, you know, when they can, when it's, when it's safe to. So important to understand that your environment will influence your results if you're in your apartment all day and you're doing your little virtual workout there, I'm not here to sugarcoat it, but I, I think that I think you will be missing out on some health benefits. Yes. Yeah. So with that said, with that said, avoid the bullshit, avoid the bullshit. <laughs> Thank you again for listening to the P13 podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This podcast was produced by Project 13 Gyms and a special thanks to Studio Pod Media for providing the studio space and additional production. Absolutely. You can find us on social media on Instagram at Project 13 Gyms. You can find myself at Kemifan, that is K-E-M-I-F-A-N. How about you, Thomas? Where can they find you on your social media? You can find me at Conway Bunga. That's C-O-N-W-A-Y-B-U-N-G-A. You can also check us out at project13gyms.com. And if you're in the SF area, come train with us at Project 13 Gyms in Lower Knob Hill.